Bez Hashem, we're learning brachas on Chof Hey Amid Beis, two lines down from the top of the page by the two dots. Before we begin, let's start with a short introduction where we'll be covering over here the topics of Liboy Roya Esa Erva, which means that when a person recites a Dovish Shabik Dusha, he says Shema, he makes a bracha, he has to make sure that his heart, his lave, does not see his erva, his nakedness, which nakedness means literally his organs, male organs, okay? Now, um, we're going to discuss what happens if a person is in the mikvah, and he and he's able to come out and recite Krishna right away and cover up his his chest and things like this. That's what we discuss over there a little. Uh, what happens if he is in the water itself and he's reciting Shema? Now, right now, if you're in the water, so it's Liboy Rayas Ereva. So we'll discuss about kicking up the dirt in the ground in the mikvah. So you make the dirt water a little dirty. So like you make like a covering. So you won't have a situation of a concern of Liboy Rayas Ereva. As opposed to if you have clear water, we're going to discuss those topics as well. Then we'll focus also on something which is strike us a little odd here at first, which is your heel. Can your heel, the heel of your foot, can that see your erva? Well, the Gemara discuss, well, your heel is going to be seeing your erva. Is that a problem? And then we'll cover a, a topic of tsoya ba'ashashis. Ashashis is a glass. So if you have excrement, we have learned already until now that you cannot recite a bracha, recite kriyashma in front of excrement. What happens if the excrement is in a glass container? Is that a problem to recite to recite a bracha, say Krishna, in the front of the excrement if it's in the glass container? Now, we'll also cover the, if erva, erva means nakedness, can if the tsoya in the glass container, which is covered, is sufficient, is it sufficient to be permitted to recite a Dovishibik Dusha in front of erva, in front of nakedness, if it's behind something which is transparent, glass? If it's good for tsoya, why shouldn't it be good for erva? Okay, these are some of the topics we're going to discuss, and let's begin. The Mishnah told us on Chavbeis and Medbeis, Yarad Litbol, if a person went down to the mikvah, if he's able to get up and cover himself up and recite Kriyashma before Neitzachama, then he should do so. He should get up, cover himself, and recite Kriyashma. And if not, he should cover himself in the water and recite Kriyashma. Now, earlier on Daft Testament base, we had a Machlekes, with Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua until when is the time to recite Krishma in the morning for Shachras? Rabbi Eliezer was of the opinion that there's a very short time span to recite Krishma Shachras. What is that time frame? Ad Hanei until sunrise. Okay, so the day begins and you, according to Eliezer, Agolder, Eliezer, and Horkinus, Says you recite Shema until Shachris until when until Neitzacham. Rabbi Shua says until three hours of the day. Okay, now our Gemara begins. Lema Tana Stoma. Lema say that our Tana is going Say that our Tana, the Mishnah said Yorad Litbal. You went down to the mikvah. You see if you could get up and cover yourself. Ashatein Sachama, who does this sound like? This sounds like the opinion of the Tana of 
Rabbi Eliezer. Because he says the Zman of Kriyashma is Ad Shetenis Echamu. Gemara says no. Afilu Teimah. Even if you want to say the Tana over the year, over here by Yasser Chabezim and Beis of our Mishnah is, can also be going according to Rabbi Yeshua. It can also be going to Rabbi Yeshua that says you can say Shema until when? Until three hours of the day. Vidilmah and maybe give us seeking. And this that the Mishnah said. And if you could get up and cover yourself and recite Kriyashma until Neitzachama, maybe that's referring to that you should, can recite Kriyashma the best way possible. We said Vasikim means do the mitzvah the best way possible. But not that the Mishnah is only going according to Rabbi Yezer. The Mishnah can also be going according to Rabbi Yeshua. The Omar, Rabbi Yechnon, because Rabbi Yechnon taught us Vasikim, Hayyagayim, Im Haneitzachama. Those who want to do the mitzvah the best way possible, <coughs> excuse me, they would recite Kriyashma even Eitzachama. But for the other people, they can recite Kriyashma until when? Until the third hour of the day, like Rabbi Yeshua. Okay. Then the Mishnah said, on Chabezum Beis Vimlav, if you cannot be masik and to get up out of the water and to cover yourself and to recite Kriyashma by Eitzachama, what should you do? You should cover yourself when you're in the water and recite Shema. Okay? Your heart is still seeing your erva, your nakedness, which is not permissible. How could you recite Shema? We're talking about Waters that are dirty waters. Not that they're dirty, that you're in the dirt, but they're unclear, that you kicked up the dirt with your feet, right? And then your lave, your heart, cannot see the erva anymore. The domu ke'aris michta, it's like a thick ground. And now your lave cannot see the erva, it's been covering, covering it up. Tanarbano, we learn in Abraiso, Mayim Salul, in clear waters, in regards to reciting Kriyashma in clear water, Yeshe Behen Ad Savoray. What should you do? You should sit in the water until up to your neck. Vikairi, and recite Kriyashma. Yeshe Mo'ichim Beraglai, some say you should kick up the dirt in the ground, the bottom of the, of the water, so this way it covers up your, your, uh, lave and the air is covering it up. Okay. That says you can in clear water, you put your head above the water, so your neck is above the water, and you recite Krishna. What's the problem, Rabbi Yisai? What's wrong with that? It's still a problem of your heart is still seeing the erva. Your neck is above the water, but your chest, which which is your heart is, and your below extremities are still seeing each other. Right? The lay sees the erva. So the Mar answers the Tanakamo. So right, so we ask the question, still sees your, your heart, the erva. So there's an opinion, you hear this? There's an opinion that says, is not a problem. Now we always know it is a problem because that's the Psaq Allah, that's Allah Khalamaisa. Okay? Now, is a question to ask, we're not going to focus on it, but last I checked, according to all all doctors around the world, they all agree the heart does not have any eyes. 
So what does it mean? Your heart sees your error. Okay? So it, it, it's obviously it doesn't mean, obviously, see with the eyes. There are no eyes there. All right? But what we're understanding in Halacha Lamaisa, we're saying that it shouldn't be in the same zip code. And unless you have a belt or something separating, put your arms around your chest, then it's in the same zip code. But you have this panel that says, Libay Reyesa Erva is not a problem. Okay? But no, no, no. The Tana says it's not a problem. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to cover yourself. He holds Libo Reyesa Erva is not a problem. That's what he says. So why do you have to have head out above? Well, neck above the water, I mean, the first thing I'm saying is like, you know, it's a little hard to say Shema if your head's in the water, no? <laughs> Maybe just, a, you know, we're, we're saying, practical, right? They're saying, we're saying like, it's time to say Shema. So you can't get out of the water until the Nitzchah time. So you just, you, you do the bare minimum. You get your head out of the water, right? You say Shema. So according to this Tana, it's not a problem. It's, it's a Chiddush to us, right? It's not, because we pass in law like that. Well, the mindset, there's a time like this. But you heal, the heal of your foot is see the, seeing the erva, and the understanding is that it's it's normally does not see the erva. This time the holds a erva motor. This time the holds also. That's not a problem for the heel to see the erva. Okay. Now we're going to discuss kriyashma. We say kriyashma keneged erva itma. A kevoi raya is a erva. We said is motor. If a person's heel sees his erva, the person is permitted, permitted to recite Kriyashma. Naigeya, but if a person's heel is touching his erva, Abayi Amar Abayi says it's also to recite Kriyashma if a person's heel is touching his erva. Rava Amar Rava says it's mutter. If a person's heel is touching his, his aver, his male organ, it's still permissible Permitted to recite Kriyashma. Razvid, Mastin Law, Loho Shmai Sahachi, he understands the Machlaik between Abai and Rava, like we just learned. Rachinana, Rachinana Berei, the Rav Iko, Mastin Lahachi. He learns the Machlaik is like this. If it's Noigeya, if the Akev, if the heel of the person is touching the Erva, the Divya call us. Even Rava, everyone agrees that it's us to recite Shema. However, Roye, if it's just a matter of seeing the erva, Abai Omer Aser, Abai says the heel cannot see the erva. Rava Omer, Rava says his mother, because the toy wasn't given to the angels, meaning, okay, it can happen. It can happen that the Akev will see the erva. That's the way Rava's understanding. The Hilchasah, the halacha is, if the Akev is Noigeya, if the Akev, the heel is touching, also, it's also Sakrishma. However, Roya, if the heel is seeing the, the, the erva, then it's Motiri Sakrishma. Now, the Gemara says this machleg is between Krishma, Rishan Krishma, Kenegad Erva, and Krishma, uh, and the Rishan Krishma in front of Tsoya will be the next topic. Rishan Krishma in front of Erva, and Rishan Krishma in front of um, Tsoya, excrement. Before we go there, I just want to point out to understand a little of this the 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 between the Bayin Rava of Akev touching 
the heel touching the erva is like this, that one understanding is that they don't want, they were geyser, that the akev should not touch the erva, just like a person's hand, everyone agrees a person's hand is touching this is erva, of course they cannot recite Krishna. And the concern is that if you permit the akev to touch, then the person might come to touch with his hand as well. So if no part of the body is touching, then you know, of course your hand cannot touch. That's that's part of the standing of what's going on over here. Zagri Maravaita. Amarov, soya ba'ashashis. If you have soya in a glass container. What's the scenario with that? Soya in a ashashis? You take a you take a glass and you 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 have to have soya there, there's no garbage can. So you put it in a in a glass container instead of the cookie jar. <laughs> you put in the soya in it. Okay. Okay. You're, you're a scientist. You're sitting next to a scientist, and they're gonna do some uh, scientific, uh, you know, experiments on it. Well, whatever, 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 whatever reasons there. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, right, okay, there you go, there you go. A person has to go give something to a GI doctor. And he takes it, whatever example you want, you give you a thousand and you give you, give you the answers. Soya ba'ashoshes. Mutu likres krishma kinegda. Says the halacha, you are permitted to recite, that's a, 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 good, a good example, by the way. You take a stool, a stool sample, okay? And it's in a little container, and it's, and, and it's transparent, you can see it. So can you say Krishna now? It's in Sifranium, right? He, okay. So if the halacha says over in the Gemara, we're not doing halacha with here, we're not passing one, but the Gemara says, which is the halacha. However, erva v'ashashis, if there's erva on one side of the room, and there's a glass separating you between you and the erva, it's also the Kriyashma Kinegda. It's forbidden to recite Kriyashma opposite the erva, the nakedness. And you're the case now, right? There's naked a naked person on the other side, and there's a glass separating. So just like there's the tsoya is covering in the transparent covering, but nonetheless covering the tsoya, the excrement, I can recite Kriyashma, but by the erva, I cannot. So the question is, well, what's the difference? Okay? So, Tsoyo ba'ashashis motolikris kriyashma kinegdo. Tsoyo bekisli talyamilsa. Why? What's the difference? Because when it comes to Tsoyo, it has to be covered up. Is the Tsoyo covered? Rabbi says, is it covered? Yes, it's covered. Albeit, it's a transparent covering, but it's still covered. However, because the Pasuk says over there, it says... As we had in the yesterday's Zalman, the Chisisa and you cover up that Tseyasecha, that which comes out from you, meaning the Tsoya. Mikasya, and it's covered up. However, when it comes to Erva, nakedness, Erva Ba'ashash is also looked as Kriya Shema Kinegda. The Erva, you can never recite Kriya Shema Kinegda. As the Pasuk says, Velayir Bacha Erva's Dava, Amrachmana. When it comes to Erva, it's nothing to do with, is it covered in a transparent way? It's a matter of, can you see the erva? If the erva is still visible, so even though it's called a covering, that's irrelevant. Because the Pasuk says, Lo you should not be seen by you. Erva is davar. Well, that's what the Torah is talking about. Okay. Gemara says, Amrabai. Tsoya koshu. Okay. If you have a small amount of tzoya, then if you spit on it, 
then you can nullify it. <coughs> and then you're permitted to recite Kriya Shema in front of it. Why is that? Abayisa, why is that? It's covered. You just covered it. Right? Because we just learned, we just learned that if it's covered in the glass, you can say Krishna. So if you spit on it, so it's covered also. We're talking about small, obviously a small amount of soya here. Amarava, break offer. Now Rava says it has to be a thick, a thick spitting, right? A thick spit. Okay? Fine. Moist. Amarava, soya beguma, maniat sandoli If you have soya in a guma, in a pit, a hole in the ground, then what do you do? You put your foot on top of the hole, and then you can recite the current Krishna and recite Krishna. Boy Marbare de Ravino, asked the following question, the son of Ravina, Soya Devukvisandoloi. You have Soya which is clinging onto your foot. My, what's the Allah? Interestingly enough, the answer is Teku. Why why do I say Teku? Because you think sometimes Teku, which is reserved for like the biggest of the questions until a Leonavi comes and he'll give those answers. Well, if it's a smell, you never definitely cannot make a bracha. That's not a shayla. You can never make a shayla. Uh, never make a bracha. It's not a shayla. You can't make a bracha on it. In other words, is the tzoya on, on, on your sandal is considered to be like tzoya on your goof? Is it like tzoya on your body? You know, or maybe that it's um, stuck to your shoe, then you cannot recite Krishna. So we have to... Wait for me, Elio. Now wait, but uh, we'll bring Mashiach and then we'll get an answer on that. Zakh Marvait, Amar Vihudo, Oyvik Chavm Oroin. Oslikers Kriyashma Kinegdoi. An idol worshipper who is not, not clad, it is forbidden to recite Kriyashma in, in front of the Akum, the, the idol worshipper. So Mari asks a question. My Ayri Oyvik Chavm, I feel Yisrael. Nami, even though Yisrael, of course, you cannot recite Kriyashma. So why tell me Oyvik Chavm? So the Quran says, Yisrael pshitale. By a yid, obviously you can't recite Krishna in front of a, a yid, uh, a, a Jew who's not covered. The os. Elo, avikachavim, it's a chalei. What's a chalish by the avikachavim? Ma'al de teima, hoyoluksiv, but who says by a, by the avikachavim, by the idol worshiper, asher besar bechamoyim besarim. It says in Yechezkel, in the Savior Yechezkel, parakhav gimel pasachav, famous pasach, that the flesh, of the idol worshiper has a status of a donkey, and that being the case, then maybe the idol worshiper has a status of him being unclad, it's just like you can say a bracha or a kriyashma in front of the donkey, so too maybe you can make, say kriyashma in front of the idol worshiper unclad as well. The chiddush is that by the idol worshiper, their nakedness is also called Erva. Dechsev, how do we know this? So it brings a postage. By, by Noyach, it says, that when shame and, and, uh, Yefes were walking backwards to cover the father's nakedness, so it said, the Erva Zavim and their father's nakedness, they did not see. Now Noyach was not a Yisrael. So therefore you see, that's the postage. That it's still considered to be erva. The Mitchell said earlier in Chabez on Beis, this is Hamishra. You should not cover yourself with waters that are, are putrid waters, smelly waters, 
or waters that you had flax linen soaking in, because once again, it also creates a foul odor. Until you put water into um, those waters. Now, this last statement of Ad sounds like until you put water where? Into the Mayim Rayim, into the bad smelly waters, or into the water that had flax soaking in it. We're going to see, the Gemara is going to tell us, that's not what the, Gemara, what the Mishnah means. So first the Gemara asks like this, how much water should you put into the smelly waters that you will nullify that water and now you can recite Kriya Shema? So the answer is, one second, let's, let's understand what's going on here. You, your body is immersed into this water. So we're asking how much water are you going to put into that body of water that you're sitting in and then you can recite Kriya Shema? That's going to be a lot of water you're going to need to nullify that. So the Gemara is clarifying, let's understand how we read the Mishnah correctly. When the Mishnah says, You should never recite, you should never cover yourself with which means smelly waters, or another type of smelly water, at all. Now, the Mishnah doesn't say these words, but the Mishnah means, when it comes to urine, one should not recite Krishna in front of it until a person pours water into the the Meiraglayim, which is another way of saying the urine, and then he can recite Krishna. Now the Gemara asks the question, now we can understand the Gemara's question. The Kama, how much should he put inside? You know what's going on, Rabbi Isai? How much water can you put inside the Meiraglayim to neutralize it? That's a good word. You're diluting it, basically, that's correct. You're diluting it, which neutralizes it. Ton how much water do you have to put in in order to neutralize it? Sigmaria says, Kolshu, the smallest amount. According to the town of Kama, Right? Kosher means not revious. Means, kosher means a drop, smallest amount. Ma'at. As Rashi says, smallest amount. That's according to the Tanakhama. Now, however, Rabbi Zakoi Oimer revious. See, that's the Machlaikis here. Could be this is Rabbi Yochan ben Zakai's father. Rabbi Zakai Oimer, Yochan Zakai, right? Says revious. Okay, so Rabbi Zakai Oimer revious. Now, Omer, Rav Nachman, Machloikis between the Tanakama and Rabbi Zakoi is Lubasoif. In other words, you're coming to put water into the Meraglaim that you already had Meraglaim in the container. But originally, when you put water in the container, when it's completely empty, before there's any Meraglaim there, then even Rabbi Zakoi would be there that all you need is kol shehein. All you need is a drop. So we're saying like this. When is the makhleik, is the, where does it exist between Tanakam and Rezakai? That's after it was already Merak Laim in the container. Tanakam will say, kol just a drop of water, will nullify it, will neutralize it, and you can recite Shema in front of that Merak Laim. you need a revius of water. So Rav, Rav Nachman is coming to clarify, he says, that makhleik is only if if the Merglaim 
was in there and you put the water in afterwards. But if there was nothing in the container and you put water in first, right? If that's but that's the basai. But if you put water in first, then even as I we'll say just a drop, just a drop. Right? We're good. You'd have a drop of water, culturally, right? The smallest amount, and then the person goes to mimato mayim. He puts the urine inside of that bucket. It's neutralized. Okay. Now, Rav Yosef Amar, Rav Yosef says the machloek is between the Tanakam and Zakoi is lechatchilo, meaning that even when you come to put, even in the beginning, is it enough to put a revius or a kosher smallest amount, or do you have to put a revius lechatchilo? Well, Rav Yosef is now learning the machloek is differently than Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman was learning it's it's uh, it's betchilo. Now um, Rav, Na- Rav Yosef is learning lechatchilo that this machlok is even in the beginning. Avul basayif, but at the end, if there was already miraglaim in it, then then divya kol revius. Hear what's going on now? The, well, let me just finish one second. Then, then the Rav Yosef will say it will say that that even the Tanakhama will agree to. Rabbi Zakoi, that you have to put what? A revius in, in order to nullify it. It's machlekes, what's it's machlekes, and what is the machlekes? You know what's going on there? It's machlekes, what's the machlekes? Now, we'll take your question one second, Rabbi Yisrael. Let's just finish this line here. Amalei Rav says to Shamish, I see the revia, bring me a revius of water in order for me to uh, put into this empty container that will be used for Meraglai. Who is this like? Ki Reb This is like Reb in understanding of Reb Yosef of the Machlaikis. Torah Rabban, the verse is like this. So, until now we're talking about the container having the Meraglai in it. Now we're talking about a container with nothing in it. Okay? But it's used, it's used for the Meraglai. Okay? So, can you recite a Dovish Dusha in front of that container. Now, I don't want to get into more examples of Bismanazah, but I'll just give you one example. You have a child's potty. Okay? And sometimes they're like these chairs that turn to a potty that turns into it's a three and one into a step stool also. So there you go. This 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 is where they see the shiles really come up. But let's put that aside. The practical, let's go focus on the Gemara here. A an earthenware container, which is designated for Tsoyim, as well as an earthenware container which is designated for Meraglaim. And it's really the same thing. It's just called a Grasha Ray when it's for excrement. And Ray is the excrement, and it's called an Ovid Shemeraglaim when it's for the urine. It is forbidden to recite Kriyashma in front of it. Even though nothing's in it. Nothing's in this container. Because the container is designated and has been used. I want to say it's been used, not just designated. It's a dangerous word to use. I want to say dangerous because that's not the correct halacha. It's been used for this. Okay? Meraglaim atzmon is also at yatal maim. So Meraglaim itself is also until you pour the water in it. So how much water did you put inside of it to nullify it? The smallest amount of water. 
Right? So once again, the Tanakhama and Reb Zakoi, that Reb Zakoi says the reviews. Furthermore, Bein Lufneamita, irrelevant of whether this container is in front of the bed, and the bed is not serving as a mechitza between you and the container. In other words, here's the bed, the table sitting as the bed, and the container is right next to you. So Bein Lufneamita, okay, whether bed, the, the container is in front of the bed, Bein Laacharamita, whether the container is on the other side of the bed. If it's on the other side of the bed, and the, and the bed is masekes, serves a mechitza, you recite and you don't have to distance yourself from it. However, if, it's, if the bucket is in front of the bed, and the bed is not separating between you and the bucket, you cannot distance yourself, you cannot recite kriyashma. What do you do? You distance yourself for Amos and then you can recite Kriyashma. Even if it's in a large house, you have to distance yourself. Even if it's a large house, that you see this bucket in front of you, 100 Amos away. 100 Amos is a pretty far house, right far away. You cannot recite Kriyashma until you take it out of the house or out of the room. Excuse me, or you put it underneath the bed. Understanding is it's away from you. It's a different place. Ibayilu. They had the final Shailah in the base Medrash. Heichi Ko'amar. What is understanding that Rav Shemagam Leel said that Amito, if the bucket is on the other side of the bed, then Kairi. And if it's Lafne Amito, but if it's in front of the bed, you cannot recite Kriyashma. But distance yourself four hours from it, and then you can recite Kriyashma. Does he mean, if it's if this bucket is on the other side of the bed, then you can recite Kriyashma right away, and you do not have to distance yourself at all, because the bed is considered to be a chatzitza, or but however, that's when, if it's on the same side as you, so the bed is not separating, it's not a mechitza, that's when That's when you have to distance yourself for amos. But if it's on if the bucket's on the other side of the bed, let's say you're within four amos, maybe you can recite Krishna right then and there. Or maybe this is what the understanding is. If it's on the other side of the bed, you have to first distance yourself for amos and recite Shema. If it's on the same side, if it's on the same side of the of the bed, you can't recite Krishna at all. Tashma, the Gemara brings a brisa to bring a proof. The tiny we learn, if the kalim, if the bucket or the buckets are achamit on the other side of the bed, then karmiyat. Then you don't even have to distance yourself. If it's lefneyamita, if it's in front of the bed, marchek arba amos, distance yourself for amos. Even the house with a hundred amas large, you shouldn't recite Shema until you take it out from the room, from the house, or you put it underneath the bed, which is like a different location. Ah, so, 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 Gemara says like this. Gemara says like this. So, Bayon, Ishitolon. Our Safek was answered 
But masnisa kash nadadi. But the prices are a contradiction to each other. This, which is what you're asking. Okay, our, our prices contradict each other. Okay, because the first brisa we said, or Shingamaliel tells us, Shingamaliel says, and there's machlokes between the Tan and the Kama that differentiates between if the bucket is before the bed or after the bed. And the bed, once again, serves as a mechitza. Ben Elazar holds that, in that case, until when? You take it out of the house, or you put it under the bed. The second price, it says, it switches Rabbi Shimon Ben Elazar's opinion around. And now, then it says that it differentiates between if the bucket is placed under the bed or on the other side of the bed. Rishim ben Galil holds lo until you take it out of the house or put it underneath the bed. So the Gemara says, Eibuch basraisa. Turn the second brisa around in order that, that there's no contradiction in the brises. So the Gemara says, my chaz eibuch basraisa, eibuch So wh- why are you switching the second one? Maybe you switch the first one around that the first brisa should work with the second brisa. Why are you saying that the second brisa should be switched to work with the first brisa? So the Gemara answers, Man shamas lay the Omar Kule Beisa Karba Amos Dami. Who is this that holds that the whole entire house is like, the whole entire uh, room house is like Arba Amos? That is a Shimon Lazar. Therefore, it's Mestabit to say that a Shimon Lazar is, uh, is the Tana that holds one should not recite Krishna until you take it out of the whole entire house. And that's why he said, switch the, the second Brahisa and not the first Brahisa. Okay, everybody, so we're going to stop over here. We'll pick up from Amr um, Avyaisa the next year tomorrow.